Blog Talk Radio. for every brother but it seems one ignorant nigga can mess it up for all of us like soon as we see opportunities for sex we pull the trigger label well to do women holes and gold diggers see men doing the same and label them go getters throw shorty up the game if she can't pitch a no hitter and run home afraid to look in the mirror i've seen what it's like trying to raise kids with no father figure women don't need pep talks about tough times not lasting they need us to stop breaking the family in half but still she can't move on to a new situation from being stuck on the last. And further to the front of her mind is keeping the son from being just like dad. Can't tell him about the job pops never had, so she say, son, these days crime pays. You're either Cain or Abel. And Cain and Abel's. Your father became disabled to menace to society because he'd rather serve Cain 
been raised you. In the time it took that drive by to take his life and took to make you. And Christopher Reeves done died, so ain't no Superman to save you. And she's sitting there, face in palm, receiver the ear, trying to be discreet. Kids not knowing by the end of this phone call, she would have decided between food and the heat. Now she's seeing the future. Life continue this way. One day her son gonna choose between school and the streets. It's hard maintaining relationships when you can't even sit together and eat. Worse when you owe everyone you know it's even harder to speak. Worse when kind words are gone. Coexisting like outcasts. You won't believe the things people attempt when they got other mouths to feed besides their own. And by then, the streets will have pushed their way into her home. And it's never enough knowing she gave her all. Brothers age like dogs in that gun smoke fog. So when shots ring out, he ain't budging. He'd rather lose his life than his budget. Twisted ways of thinking keeps the killer from blinking. Snatching chains and ice cause bling's the new thing. And he gotta eat. Even if that means leaving the living to cease this nature of the beast. His mom's calling. He recalling conversation between her and the streets. Now he's seeing the past. Ten years previous to 1995, he was 22. Going on 45. Graduated from 22s to 45s. On the block from 9 to 5 to fortify his way of life with a full-time job trying to stay alive. So like his mother before him, the hustle is survival. And you know like I know coming of age don't come without rivals. And when you pin king, peasants throw rocks at the throne. And Papa, Papa was a rolling stone. So he rolling stones, quoting, He who is without sin cast the first stone to not so much as a pebble stone at the throne. He is a product of a broken home. Ever. 
minutes left in the show and the next poet up to the mic is life and this is titled P-I-N-P. So what I'm doing tonight is giving you guys a little bit of poetry um, that speaks about history to a certain degree. I'm going to have it mixed up of course. But this is definitely our black history in a poet's view. So here we go with P-I-N-P. When I write rhymes, I throw lifelines. Cause it ain't no reason for sharing if I can't tear into my soul and use my painful past to compose a rose just to give to some teary-eyed 12-year-old girl to show her that somebody really cares about her and let her know that to get attention, she ain't got to go getting in and out of niggas' cars. And maybe then I can encourage her to start getting in and out of bigger books. And, and then I tell her that what she holds between her thighs is precious enough for her to hold until she dies unless she finds a man that in her eyes is really worth that prize. And it ain't no reason for no more open mic readings if at least one poet won't stand up here in front of our brethren who are bawling out of control and say something to them to shake them up, at least long enough to make them look, cause it don't matter if you're blue collar or if you sit in offices because you've been fortunate enough to make it all the way through college, and it don't matter if you make your money by packing rocks in your pocket, rapping or watching the stock market, if you black, you getting took, and although I stood in front of hundreds of audiences, it still amazes me how many people I startle when I tell them that John Hanson, a black man, was the first president of the United States, not George Washington the way our teachers taught us, but see, when we were supposed to be sitting in our classrooms being intentionally brainwashed with every elementary history fact first learned, I was sitting right in front of my teachers and I was studying the middle passage and memorizing newspaper articles about every black church burned because I don't expect them to lend it. They designed this economic and educational system to keep Negroes dependent like infants and liberation is never given. Liberation is one, so your colonizers ain't free to none. They just use a novocaine of comfortableness through capitalistic gain to keep you numb. Just like they give you their religion and their education and mainstream media and empty entertainment to keep you dumb. But but that's why pimp, to cook up the hundreds of years of misery that festers and the unredeemed souls of our slaughtered ancestors and feed you their blood. The blood of Zulu warriors that were disemboweled by white men simply because they refuse to be broken. The same blood that gushed out of your great-great-great-great-great-grandmother's vagina every time her oppressor's violent violations of that sacred place ripped her open. Cause after you feel hoping, when it's over, has even after tasting your mouth so great it sickens you. Until you vomit up enough violence and insurrection to finally put down the hands that's tricking you. Cause right now in 2003, the United States government still condones the shooting down of innocent black men by police and Putting us in prison is now a stock exchange business Simply because we are not the threat behind bars That we are on the streets But that's why I pimp Because my brother in jail cells and coffins Tell me that I can't stop talking Cause Uncle Tom's like J.C. Watson, Chris Darton And Clarence Thomas, they done failed us too often And hip-hop can't speak a 
itself no more because money then turns it into nothing but another black exploitation genre. But even when it looks hopeless, I don't lose hope. I just focus and pimp harder, motivated by revenge for every one of my forefathers martyred. Whether they were shot in the back like Medgar Evers, lynched or dropped in the water. And I promote violence because I know voting ain't going to make America stop what she started. And all that singing gospel hymns and peaceful marching ceased with Martin. I pimp to bring out a revolution in you. And I don't give a fuck if the truth don't suit the venue. I got truth to tend to. So I pimp. And God damn it, you know it. Especially when I P-I-M-P means that I preach in my poems. You see them homeless people starving? You see me reaching out for them with these poems like I can feed them with this speaking art form. And since I see their heart storms, I pimp to make my sister soft again by waking my brother up and making their asses walk like men. I pimp my words abusive. Backslapping any notion intending to hint that a violent revolution isn't the only solution. Cause I know the ins and the outs, so... Stop asking me, cause that's what the abandoned passion in my pen is about Cause it don't matter if I'm in Tallahassee with my bad talk family Or if I'm up in Virginia with my homegirl Queen Sheba Or if I'm all the way up in Washington D.C. with my comrades Jamel and 13 Everywhere I go across the globe, yo, I see the same thing Violence, motherfucker. So every time I step on these stages, that's exactly what I bring Cause that's exactly why I pimp Drumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words, killing me softly with his song, killing me softly with his song, telling my whole life with his words, killing me softly with his. 
be or not to be? That is the question. Are you serious? Hey, this your man. Sound off now. For the best in poetry and spoken word, join my fam, the Angelic Poetess. That's every Tuesday and Friday night, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. On the Blog Talk Radio Network, the best in internet radio. So join my fam, D-A-P, DAP, for some of the hottest spoken word artists and poets on the planet. With that special blend of music to soothe you after a long, hard day. Again, that's Tuesdays and Fridays, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. for the Angelic Poetess Artist Showcase. I will see you there. with the poetess on Poetry After Dark Early Edition. The selection before the promo, Roberta Flack, Killing Me Softly, and the next poet up to the mic will be Termite. You heard him before. This one here is titled, What Am I Supposed to Do? What am I supposed to do with this life that takes me six feet deep when I wake? Can't get ahead for nothing, it just seems like my fear is going to be my fate. Every time you think you get a step ahead of life, that bitch lets you know you six paces behind. It's like buying a brand new expensive car but waiting for the next paycheck to pay for the gas. Either which way it go, it's a fucked up situation, it can drive you to the point of no return. The cool breeze don't come, easy path, never seen it, even though this light is through my black and my this bitch. What am I supposed to do with all the past memories that have no remedies and all these fake ponies? Pretend to be ski, fucking with me in my seat. Here they come. Would I be wrong if I laid them flat? But if I don't lay them flat, they'll be right back. The passion of pulling the trigger, now I'm a killer, keep that on stat. And all of this could have been avoided if it wasn't for some fucked up situation in life. So what was the point of that? For me to try to change something that I can't? I'm not God, I can't change life. Change life, change life. What am I supposed to do if I feel unappreciated? I'm frustrated, unmotivated. I could just chill, ride life out. For other things that made me hate it. Then again, there are the things that made me love it. Certain things made me feel like I'm above it. My favorite part of a woman's body, I love to rub it. And even now, being able to turn to the poetry and kicking it in public. I'm back, I'm back. What am I supposed to do if I ever hit the fame? All I gotta do is remember my name and from which I came. I've been to hell back and forth twice. I won't talk about that, that wasn't nice. Going through the same bullshit, not twice but thrice. The civil man looking to only walk down the aisle while people throw white rice at me. I do see. Now that's the type of shit that happens to see. I got dreams and fantasies, but I gotta deal with all the little things and leases of enemies. But life's about the birds and the bees. The birds shit on you and the bees sting intensively. So if the birds shit and the bees sting, well, hell the hell is all that mush? See, that's where the conflict lies, cause I don't understand how my mama related that to pussy. But that's just one simple thing this fucked up life brings. People throw shit in the air, but how does it sing? How does it recite or how does it fit if it was a woman's clip, fellas? Could you lick it, lick it, lick it, lick it, lick it? 
what am I supposed to do as I ask my click? Keep my head above the water, don't stress the dumb shit? Hmm. That's always easy and said and done. I'm gonna keep doing me until my war jumpers stop beating they drum. Because life ain't nothing but a simple little game And for the idiots who kill themselves, who's to blame? Them for doing it or the person who pushed them to that point I got a good ass job, but if I didn't, I'd smoke me about 12 joints But why? Because it makes you feel good or because it's rebellious? How would you feel if God turned his back and wanted to repair lust? But I'm God's child, so whatever life throws, I'll make sure that I don't duck it I'ma just sit on the throne, take life to the head. I got my liquor with me, so fuck it. Fuck it.
Live with the Poets is from Poetry After Dark Early Edition. Welcome all this in the chat room. Hope you all are enjoying the show. And tonight, we did not have open mic. I don't want anybody to be like, oh, what's she doing? But I had someone in the chat room that wanted to do a piece for the women. So, me being a lady, I had to let the man come on and do his thing. So, 918, I'm going to open you up, line up so you can do your piece. BQ. How you doing? You on? All right. How are you? I'm wonderific and fantabulous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you got the mic, babe. Let me formally introduce myself. I am the People's Poet. That stands for telling his experience, properly educating our people, lifting every soul, profoundly, outstandingly elevating thoughts. I am the people's poet. My piece is called Black Woman, The Gift of Humanity. Over the gifts she is this beautiful, graceful black woman, the mother of all human civilization. When God created you, he definitely made a superior creation. Your wide hips, your thick lips, the twists, the kinks in your hair is what makes a brother turn his head when you walk past and then he begins to stare. Oftentimes, your skin is soft and black as the night. Sometimes light extremely bright, even almost looking white. You see, sister, you've got curves and dips in your body that a brother would not believe. But you've always been like that, even with the beginning of Adam and Eve. But what does he see when he looks at you? A reflection of God? A manifestation of God? Up, down, all around, and all through and through? I'm sure if he understands this, sister, that he would bow his head to you. Oh, what a gift she is, this beautiful, graceful, black woman. Sister, you've been strong when we've been weak. Sure, there are times you could be stubborn, but you remain humble and meek. This proves the depth of your love. Society was built up on your back, black woman, and you've taken the best that had to offer on your worst day and told them to keep it coming. Oh, what a gift she is, this beautiful, graceful, black woman. Sister. You are willing to suffer the pain of birth to bring the black man to the earth, for this nothing can measure your worth. You nurture him and cuddle him when he suffers pain. The love that you have for him is so deep, no one can explain. As he grows up, you teach him what you think is best. And when he makes a mistake, you do what it takes to make him feel better. Because of this, he presses on and carries your wisdom with him forever. Oh, the gift she is, this beautiful, graceful, black woman. Tell me something, sisters. Are you mad at us, brothers? If you are, don't give up on us and leave us for the others. Pray for us, if you will, please, because in our hearts and minds there resides a serious disease of ignorance. So, sister, do what you've always done, which is pray for our deliverance. At the end of this poem, I just want to say, when I kneel down to pray five times a day, I thank God for sending a black woman my way. Continue to rise, you mighty black woman. Keep doing what you're doing and rest assured that your black man is coming. Oh, what a gift you are, you beautiful black woman. I am the people's poet. (laughs) I know that's right, the people's poet. Please let the audience know how they can find you. 
You can actually find me on Ivanese on Facebook as, as Ivan Easley. My website is not up yet, so I won't put that site up yet. But you can hit me up on Facebook at, uh, under the name Ivan Easley. Let me put it in the in the chat room and uh, you can holler at me. I gotta actually, I, I'll be starting traveling the country again real soon. Uh, my CD will be out pretty soon. It's called uh, Spoken. I mean, uh, Mother Nature Spoken Word, dedicated to the black woman. The whole CD is dedicated to uplifting the black women. I will be uh, giving out some of my proceeds uh, that I make to domestic violence uh, shelters for women because I grew up in a home, unfortunately, where domestic violence was the order of the day. So I'm trying to do my part. And what a wonderful thing you're doing. Stay blessed, brother, and mm-hmm. keep, keep doing what you're doing. Huh? I said stay blessed. And keep doing what you're doing. All right. Thank you for having me, sister. You're welcome. You have a nice evening. You too. All right, guys. That was BQ Ever. That's also in the chat room. Um, check him out on Facebook and definitely keep up with him on that CD. That's a definitely wonderful tribute he's doing to black women and for the domestic violence. So. Hour and 26 minutes left in the show, and we're going to fall right back into some more poetry. The next poet I have coming up to the mic, this is a new poet. I have not played her before. Um, Her name is Sheila, and this one is titled Left Behind. When once the master has shut the door, you won't have to wonder anymore if there's a heaven or a hell. Now, you'll be able to look around and tell that your behind has been left behind because you failed to recognize the sign of the time. You know, wars and rumors of wars, just to name a few. You know, back in the 80s, my boy Prince had a song out warning you called Signs of the Time. Well, I guess maybe you were deaf and blind because now that it appears that you are out of time and you're standing at the door knocking, saying, Lord, Lord, remember me. Lord, Lord, remember me. Lord, Lord, remember me. And you're looking kind of confused when he says, flee from me, you workers of iniquity. But Lord, we ate with you and drank with you and prophesied in your name and casted out demons in your name. But then he told them once again, flee from me because I never knew you. You know, for a moment, I thought that Jesus was tripping too, because I was like, well, uh, they did eat with you, and they did drink with you, and they did do these things in your name. He said, yes, but it was all in vain, because I never gave them authorization to use my name. They were shacking up with me, pretending to be married, you know, coming to church from time to time, and lifting up their hands, and shouting hallelujah, and saying amen at the right time. But I was never married to them, and they thought that they could get in by shacking up with me. And now they want to know why I closed the door. Flip on over to Genesis chapter 4 and let me show you why I close the door. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 1. Y'all with me? Because I don't want you to miss this one. You see, Adam knew Eve and Eve conceived, but Jesus said, flee from me because I never knew you. Adam knew Eve and Eve conceived, but Jesus said, flee from me because I never knew you. Hmm. 
Adam knew Eve, mm-hmm. and Eve conceived well, and Jesus said, flee from me, because I never knew you, because I was never married to you. Oh, you were so content with shacking up with me, therefore there wasn't a wedding that couldn't be any intimacy, because I'm only intimate with those who I marry. You see, Adam's seed was on the inside of Eve, and I don't deposit my seed inside those who don't believe, inside those who only want to shack out with me, always wanting the power, but never, ever, 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 ever wanting me. That's why I had to tell them to flee from me, because they were filled with iniquity. Oh, I gave them plenty of time to get up out of their sin, sitting at the altar every Sunday morning waiting for them, as I watched them walk out the door in the middle of the altar car, mm, as if they had something better to do, but now they're standing there knocking like the five virgins who were fools. You know, it's not my will that any should perish or be left behind, so please tell them that the clock is ticking, 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 and they are running out of time, time, time. Once the master has shut the door, you won't have to wonder anymore if there's a heaven or a hell. Now, you'll be able to look around and tell that your behind has been left behind.
Hi, what's the I'm forecast the dark early edition. Shout out to DZ. Ooh, about to mess the name up, baby. DJ DZD. Natastically D. Chilling on the line. I hope you're enjoying the show. Kick back. Lay back with the phone on the other side while you're in the bed. Have a drink for me. Hour and 17 minutes left in the show, guys. And we have a um, couple more new tracks that I got for you that I'm going to keep for later on. Uh, right now, we're going to go back to a poet that I've played before. Name is Kenny Fountain. And this piece right here is deep. So I want y'all to open your minds after this one. This is titled Spirits in the Hurricane. Ken, I'm standing in the low-lying coastal city of Mobile, Alabama, getting pelted by torrential thunderstorms. For the fifth time this season, the southeast coast of the United States is being hammered by fierce Category 5 hurricane-force winds. Several counties in the deep southern states of Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, and Alabama are experiencing sustained winds of over 150 miles per hour. This has been a horribly unusual season for hurricanes in the south, and scientists are having a difficult time explaining this phenomenon. Have you ever wondered about a hurricane? About the death and destruction that the storm brings? Have you ever wondered how its forces can be so great? Have you ever thought about the path a hurricane takes? Scientists have their theories, but I have a different belief. I think these storms are guided by the spirits of the deceased, by the spirits of our forefathers whose worlds were torn apart. That's why I think Africa is where most hurricanes start. In that same land where they came and invaded our world, it's that same land where winds of destruction began to swirl. When they came and took our people, they had no idea what was in store. Like when the storm leaves the coast of Africa, we don't know what we're in for. As the ship sailed the waters, malnourished, our people became weak. It just so happens that in these same waters is where the hurricane reaches its peak. Here's another pointer that might have you amazed. Hurricanes follow the same tracks of the ships involved in the slave trade. If you think I'm lying, then make a list compiled of the port cities. Then track the storms and see for yourself, mostly where they are hidden. And you'll see that the places most heavily involved with the big slave plantations are the same old places that has the most devastation. Look at Florida and South Carolina. We get blasted through and through. And yes, the islands that they hit on the way in were involved in the slave trade too. For the same places to get hit all the time, they say this is a trend. It's not that. But what it is, the spirits know where they have been. Storms so big, so powerful, does not surprise me one bit. Because when you put together a strong black nation, what do you think you get? And when the wind starts howling, it's enough to make you flip. Because it sounds the same as my people when they were beaten with the whips. Coming through like a locomotive, you can feel the forces pound. And those very trees that you hung us from are now being torn from the ground. Pay notice to 
boats and docks, how the damage is so severe. It's because the spirits know that's what brought them here. As the slave owners did my forefathers, not cut them any slack, so goes the mighty hurricane on a journey of payback. That's why when they name the storms, they should be with African names, because I truly do believe there are spirits in the hurricanes.
Dark's early edition. And we have about an hour and eight minutes left in the show. Thank you all for stopping by and just listening in right now via Facebook, phone line, iTunes, what have you. I appreciate the love. Um, this is not open mic tonight. Uh, I will have open mic on Friday when I will do the Valentine's Day special. And ladies, just to let you know, I already have the males that sending me tracks specially made for Valentine's Day, so it's definitely going to be a hot and steamy night with open mic involved. All right. So anyhow, um, poets that have tracks out there, please email me in MP3 format to poetryafterdark at gmail.com. Also, if you have not signed up for the website, please go over there and check us out at www.poetryafterdark.com. NL, which stands for nightlight, dot ning, dot com. And this uh, next poet up is chilling in the chat room, regulating. This one is titled All I Have, and this is by yours truly, Manny. are minimal, just a pen in this torn path. To you, it means nothing. But to me, this is my life. I have nothing, just my thoughts, my words, my beliefs, and his anointing. I leave my soul exposed on these lines when I race every stage. You, you see confidence. But you don't see the inner demon that ponders. How many more nights in distant cities with people that know my name for just six minutes? Six minutes? Six minutes, six minutes to find something you on, uh, uh, on. My mouth dry, my emotions heighten as I pray. Vow to leave my soul on the stage with drops of sweat that drip from my head. You, you see the spotlight, but I, I see my life. Lonely nights, worn rooms, empty smiles, wayward women that will never know the real me, the true me. Something says quick, throw it, throw in the towel, but this, this is all I have. How does the soul weigh their life, all they've ever known? How do you refuse against them the heavens? This, this is all I have. I give you my soul, my heart, all of me. Written on jagged papers with dimes to a penny. I endure, I strive, I believe. Because I, I dare to dream. I am a poet. And this, this is all I have.
again. Most of he's mine. Thanks to all that stepped through and chat. Appreciate the love, those on Facebook, um, that's listening to Poetry After Dark and iTunes, what have you. All right. The next poet we have stepping up to the mic is Simply Sherry with Declaration of Dependence. Baby, am I invisible? Am I not standing right here and yet you don't see me? I'm the one on whose shoulders you have leaned on. I'm the one who has supported your dreams and assisting in crafting your master plan. I'm the one who has met your needs even though you gave away your counterfeit years to every wannabe queen. I'm the one. Wait. Why am I wasting my words? Filling my heart, soul, and blood into this ink. Wasting my breath knowing that the hood over those eyes will never rise. When will you realize that all of this time I've been writing your view? Hiding in plain sight in the disguise of... Friend. Your confidant, your homie, your girl. The only constant in your world. Who you come to for unprejudiced advice and then slap consistently when you sigh. Why can't I find a woman just like you? Damn, now I'm really confused. Maybe if you stop looking into all those big eyes and taking refuge inside all those fat thighs, perhaps you can start to hear all those fragrant lies and then come home to the one on whose shoulders you cried. Now, I recognize what I need to do is to start my own revolutionary war to make this change with you. So, this woman in order to form the most perfect union, come before you to make this declaration, throwing all of my pride aside, prepared to belittle myself for any and all who will listen, spiritually naked, standing on the cinder blocks that formerly surrounded my heart, stripped of my jaded shield and armor, armed with Cupid's black arrow aimed at your heart, hoping, no, pleading, that this declaration of dependence is heard and accepted, fading. For the last time, I will proclaim, for better or worse, I need you. In sickness and in health, I am there for you. From this day forward, I will always love you. Can we move on to our future without an emotional war ensuing? Can we build our kingdom without adding more broken hearts and dead bodies into our aftermath? Because if you search deep into your soul, you will discover what I have always known. That through all the distractions, you, mind, body, and soul belong.
to be or not to be? That is the question. Are you serious? All right, y'all. Got a little thing going on with my Swiss world, but that's all right. We're going to bounce back. And inside of the poetry from Poetry After Dark's early edition. And I'm definitely having a lovely night, and I hope you are too. Next poet. Going to be stepping up to the mic tonight. New poet. Names herself Slam. And this is definitely a shout-out for the ladies. Um, I was digging, and I hope you ladies are digging it, too. Again, um, the poet name is Slam, and this piece is titled Sisters. Your sexiness is like, whoa. I mean, everywhere I go, I see chocolate treats, caramel sweets, thick Butter thighs, African strength in your eyes. So proud, so strong. You could be short, tall, supermodel type, full size, five five with brown eyes. Hell, it doesn't matter because in your presence, I'm paralyzed by your blackness. I'm mesmerized by your sexiness. I apologize for the ignorance of my fellow brothers. They know no better, but you have to understand that you can cause any man to get real dumb, brain numb. There's so much to learn from you, I tell them. It's not just about getting some. No. Your intelligence, your elegance, tolerance for nonsense, confidence is self-evident in what you are, which is a natural black queen. Ruler of this earth, mother of everything, concrete and abstract, spiritual, and as a matter of fact, I salute you, praise you, and recognize your true meaning, all of the above and more. There's not enough time in this poem to express my feelings towards my fellow sisters. Just know you are appreciated. I am dedicated. Remain standing tall and strong while others think you're on your way. I think you've already made it. My sister.
at y'all with Adore. And you're inside with the poets is from Poetry After Dark's early edition. Next poet is stepping up to the mic. You heard her before. Her name is Amina Brown. This one here is titled Stupid Girl. I am the stupid girl who psychoanalyzes the phone call that never happened. Nitpicking over the characters in the I'll talk to you later email, rearranging the punctuation and syllables, trying to decipher some cryptic message about whether or not there's going to be a second date. And I read Cosmo. Because I want to have kissable lips. Because I want to pass the is he into you quiz because I want to be the woman of his dreams, whoever he is. And nice guys, they're just too respectful for me. And hey, I get bored easily, so typically I'm into guys who are just no good for me. I have an affinity for sexy sentences. But sexy sentences never lead to anything serious. So all I end up with is a few titillating introductions, nice body, but no conclusion. And I'm no gold digger. I mean, I could really care less about your car your crib, your cufflinks, or how much cash you have in your bank account. When it comes to making money, as long as I'm making mine and you're making yours, baby, maybe we can make something happen. I'm not even itching to marry you. I can't even be on time. So clearly, my biological clock has not started ticking. And I'm afraid of commitment, which is why I always make promises that I should never keep and keep all the promises that should never have been made to me. And I hope it happens for me like the end of some chick flick. I hope I'm the heroine. I hope I'm the Sally that some Harry comes running through New York for on New Year's Eve. And before we can get to should old acquaintance be forgot, he kisses me. He tells me that he loves me, that he wants to spend the rest of his life with me, and he wants the rest of his life to start as soon as possible. And the fact that I just thought that whole thing through also means I'm really unrealistic. <laughs> Truth is, I'm scared. And no matter how much I duct tape the mouth of that awkward teenage girl I was, she gets to doing that muffled talking of hers, and I understand. See, she's nervous. And so am I, because one day you're going to see the real me. I'm talking about the me you're going to see on some goofy Saturday when I'm wearing my uncute glasses and two big sweatpants. See, I've never given you a chance to meet her, which means I've never really given you the chance to meet me. So I'm going to throw on these old Coke bottles, and I'm going to wear these faded gray used-to-be-black sweatpants, and I'm going to sit next to you and lean in just for the joy of your conversation and maybe... I'll discover I'm not that stupid girl after all.
After Dark's early edition, and right now it is time for the triple play of poetry. And tonight I'm going to kick it off with Malcolm Jamal Warner, Dope Called Hope. What's The explosions of my emotions got me twisted. Uplifted momentarily, but fluctuations of my feelings be scaring me because change is a woman's prerogative. And my bearings be damn near inoperative, daring me to slip. So all I can grip is my crotch as they watch me pimp walk along the strip of self-consciousness, dripping with a wit. Nobody else can get. So I'm launching this barrage of pent-up confusion at the sun, who simply smirks in response because he's browned me, and ancient kings hover around me with taunts that I am the one. But nobody can see it, so nobody believes it, and I'm beginning to feel the jokes on me. Have a smoke on me, my homie suggests. So I ingest nature's way of getting me high, which only brings my bravado closer to the truth. You ever seen a real man cry? I mean, boo-hoo, like only a woman's supposed to, and don't know why. So I stumble on to my humble home with fears that the woman beside me can see the Achilles heel of my masculinity, so I slap her around as a diversionary tactic when in fact, it's me who feels abused getting used to wearing this hope around my neck like a noose. Loose enough for me to breathe the dope I need in my veins to keep me sane. Reigning in the vanity of this insanity running around in my head, it's vital that I cling to the title victim instead of culprit. The dope, it, it keeps me numb. 
too scared to run. I just sit and pray that someone either comes and takes me away or takes me out because whatever I say still makes me out to be the bad guy. I've had lies hurled at me before, but it's hope that makes me hardcore. For no one can understand the fears of a black man except another black man. But we don't stand around holding hands. We hold in our hands cans of Colt 45s or just 40s of whatever to help weather the lies that drive us to this form of therapy. And hope is scaring me into believing there's a better way. Like Run and Daryl used to say, the answers you seek are in front of your face. But what happens if you're faceless? and nameless. The dope makes the pain less. And the strain stresses my tresses until they lock and change into dangling rain so the forces can pull me back because I can no longer hold my horses due to the fact that my lungs are full of the hay that I smoke every day to feed what I need to get me through the day. I believed insecurities with each swagger and sway. The daggers don't kill. They merely pierce the wounds of my will, and at best, I'm just left to stand still with my arms folded across my chest and nowhere to turn. While hope continues to burn a desire in me I can't seem to fulfill. It's ill. Pictures of me laying at the precipice of something dry humping this concept of being a better man than what I am. I'm feeling bound because my bootstraps cannot be found. And who's that making that annoying sound that there's more in store than what I can see? Hope is destroying me. Hip-hop is b-boying me into a, a cool that's got me trapped. Employing me on a search that is as elusive as that damn G-spot. Just when you think you got it, it moves. And the dope. The dope seems to be the only thing that can soothe this aching soul that hope has a hold of and won't let go. So, I meditate as I continue to medicate without direction. Aimless. The dope makes the pain less and the strain stresses me from within until my blood runs thin and my skin is hardened so pardon me and my attitude I'm just looking for the latitude to be free of these four walls of cool that confine me and find me fighting fallacies of my manhood I'm struggling Juggling these images of me and the man I'm supposed to be. Somebody, please, save me. Because all this hope and all this dope is about to cave me in. I just check things out and the 
deserve the way it goes like how people in the spotlight front and put on shows like when a brother's in the news for doing something negative how they're always on the tv screen with their comments to give to berate them belittle them saying lock them up throw away the key they're nothing but some thugs and a menace to society you see i don't promote violence or anything like that i don't have beef with certain types of cats but like the saying goes you know game recognize game i'm here to give a shout out to the thugs can you recognize their name one time for the thugs big timer mr miami you got the city on lock trying to rid the city of all this violence when all the while you're the gun that's cocked making promises to the people how you going to give them a better life but the cops taking you to jail at two in the morning for beating the hell out of your wife Joe Carroyo. One time for the thug. Player, player, Mr. Savior. Pack your bags, you're heading out west. See, you're the man they count on most when there's civil unrest. Worldwide, you preach, telling your people how important family structure is. But you cheated on your wife, got a woman pregnant, then you denied the kid. Jesse Jackson. One time for the thug. Hollywood, Hollywood, heading to the Walk of Fame. Everybody thinks you're the real police when they hear your name. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. That's your song. You should have thought about that before you killed your wife when you was on the way home. Robert Blake. One time for the thug. Dressed in white, cross displayed, reputable men of the cloth, working for the Lord, helping to find all of the souls that are lost. You see, action speaks louder than words. That's why you never make much noise. Another reason is because all these years, you've been raping those young little boys. Catholic priest. One time for the thug. Politicians, politicians, playing that dirty game, giving the people false hope. Kiss that baby, tell them what they want to hear, as long as you get that vote. You see, you did the same thing to that pretty young girl when you whispered in her ear. But something went wrong, things got out of hand. Then you made her disappear. Gary Condit. One time for the thugs. Big dog, big dog, leader of the pack. Show these little pups how you ride. You got to be the man to pull one so big. Not city, but nationwide. You got your little flunkies to do their little things and told them you had their protection. Before anyone knew it, it all went down. You stole the presidential election. But that wasn't enough. Your mark wasn't made. You had another nation to spoil. Used chemical weapons as an excuse for war and traded soldiers' lives for oil. George W. Bush Jr. One time for the thugs. You see, I don't promote violence or anything like that. I don't have beef with certain type of cats. But like the saying goes, you know, game recognized game. I'm here to give a shout out to the thugs, did you? Recognize their name one time for the third. She said, she said I was a sometimes. She said she's heard of men like me before, constantly on tour. Never have the time for anything more to be consumed in my own art form. Kind of makes her wonder if I can even hear the beauty in someone else's poems. 
but it's all right. She says she's not here to judge me. It's just that her friends have put warning labels on men like me. She's had to help them put the heart back together again for more than just a few occasions from those who have fit the descriptions of my personality. But what's odd is that she says she doesn't think it's a phobia I have with commitment that's been my problem with women. She just thinks it's that my art takes up way too much space in my life for her to feel as though that she could fit in. So she was my sometimes. And it killed me inside because I knew I was about to lie. So I told her, darling, you're right. You see, I won't want you to feel as though you had to compete with my odd hour nights. Women have been known to get uptight. Think I don't enjoy making love to them as much as I love the right. My exes have probably stared at me with hatred when I finally fell asleep, wondering to themselves what they could they possibly see in me. Even though I tell them time and time again it's the same thing that made them fall in love with me. You see, I come to find that the reason my women leave are the poems. All the time I spent working on my art form. All the time gone for performance, so darling, I'll be here sometimes. This is what I told her. When really, what I want to say is that there's not a word in one of my poems that can truly describe the way you make me feel. And there's anything that's ever taught me is that that's what's real, to be tongue-tied. You see, our words are just equivalent to the material translation to our thoughts, so sometimes it's hard to describe how alive you make me feel whenever you're by my side. And I admit, at times, my writing has clouded up my judgment, but whenever one of my lovers walks away, it sets in again that I'm a failure at every relationship I've been in. So it was never easy letting one of them slip away. And I know you may not know, but on the low, I've been keeping tabs on your favorite things. I know how you like to watch the movie The Notebook over and over again. I know how you like to pick at the chocolate chips in your ice cream. And I notice the way the color in your eyes change, most noticeably when you're staring at me. And I notice the things you do for me aren't to please you because you never bring it up again and shove it in my face whenever I'm in a funky mood. And I know you may not have heard the words, I love you, but the truth is, I do. If only this were just a perfect world. And maybe I wouldn't have the material that's been feeding my poems, the same poems that's been taking away attention from you. This is what I want to tell her. But instead, I'm a sometimes. I'm her once in the blue moon, always gone too soon. See you every now and then, whatever I'm in town, the next time I touch down, maybe we can do it again sometimes. And for her sake, I lied, knowing the women that have felt victim to my occupation, and maybe not wanting her to just turn around and hate me in the end. You see, my poems have been my religion, and I sacrifice more than my share of happiness to become the writer that I am. But while my friends and fans say they have nothing less than admiration for my work ethic, sometimes I can't help but to wonder when it's all said and done and my time here is up. Will I be proud of my poems or just resent my art form for the things I've given up? I appreciate you. Thank you. You know, I was before I break out a new poem, I'm always like like skeptical of how it is received. I was a little bit skeptical about that one, but uh, I guess that's one I'm gonna like keep on performing. I guess. And we're inside with the poetry from Poetry After Dark's early edition. That was a triple play, starting from um, we started with uh, goodness. Let me get this together. Malcolm Jamal Warner, Joe Call Hope. Then we had Kenny Fountain with One Time for the Thugs, and lastly with Mark Marcel and Sometimes. So we're going to hit back with this throwback, and this is the Manhattan Standard Stuff.
You see? I've, I've looked in, in this directions and in this direction I, I spotted you. Short, thick chick with hips and, and lips and, and, and curves. Oh, the curves. You leave me with no words and no thoughts but to think thoughts that think of you as I think thoughts that keep me consistently spinning continuously in a continuous orgasmic orgasm from just the thought of the thought of not thinking of you. I think, what would I do? Oh, what would I do without just the thought of you? You see... Sometimes I sit silently inside my house, inside my room, inside myself, and try not to think of you so I can try and breathe, but your name consumes my lips, and your perfume is something like a drug fix, and my hand wants to consume your hips, and my ocean would love to consume only your ship, and my soul would love to consume your kiss, and I would love to just consume a kiss. One kiss, or two, or three, or four more than the first six I'm hoping by this time I've already received. You need to believe in me, I'm not conceited, but I know I can make your life better than you ever thought it could be. I've been sitting patiently, waiting patiently, patiently waiting for you. I know it sounds crazy, but I took pictures of your thoughts with my third eye, and why lie, you look damn good to me. At, at night I stand next to my nightstand and sit my thoughts of you on my nightstand Hoping one night I can stand next to you But I don't want no one night stand I want you for more than three lifespans And right when I thought my maximum capacity was at its peak You send me to a higher level with just a blink A, a blink that was less than a fraction of a second just, just think what you do in just fractions of seconds Just think of what we could do in just fractions of seconds Just think of what we we can make in just fractions of lifetimes, of lifetimes, of a lifetime, but I want you more than just fractions of a lifetime. I will begin today. She was the end of me. But she was still the beginning of me, and everything in between me was covered by she. And she extended me beyond my extensions of me, but my extensions of me contains extensions of she. And if she, she could extend me past me just one more time, she could extend me to that place where Love has no lines and boundaries have no end and where my boundaries within hers would somehow begin and if she can extend my end just an inch past my end, that inch past my end would be spent in thought, thinking about how we can begin again. To that place where colors have no shade and shade has no hues and hues have no views and the colors of love that are shared are shared between me and you painting perfect pictures of love with the colors that completely cover the both of us mixing the red of your passion with the purple of your person with the yellows of your thoughts with the blues of your moods with the greens of your attitudes with the white of your smile, with the orange of your voice, with the brown of your skin, with the black of your heritage, with the black of your heritage, with the 
black of your heritage and these colors of love are just a few all mixed together to produce only a piece of you because there are not enough colors in the spectrum of color colors in the rainbow of color colors in the kaleidoscope of color colors even in the crayola box of color colors that can totally capture all the colors that make that color which is you and you and you and you you take me to that place where thoughts have no patterns and my non-pattern thoughts leads to suspended thoughts that make me think of thoughts that i thought that i would never think again thinking these thoughts again gets me excited beyond my thoughts again to that point where thinking these thoughts again leads me back to the beginning of thinking non-pattern thoughts
myself up for the night. Seven minutes left. We're going back to Kenny Fountain with this one being entitled The Apology. Yo, let me speak on this. A great man is Nelson Mandela. He spent 27 years in a prison cell. Because of something he truly believed in, he was literally put through hell. But how could we be so lucky that a man who epitomizes great should take some time out from his busy schedule to visit the Sunshine State? In June 1990, upon his arrival, the picture became very grim. Because he was friends with Fidel Castro, the so-called Miami leaders turned their backs on him. They wouldn't recognize Mr. Mandela because of with whom he associates. You, you can call it whatever you want, but as for me, I call it hate. Thirteen long years have gone by, and now someone wants to have a heart. Mayor Pinellas publicly apologized and wants to give things a brand new start. Even though he wasn't in office, it was for what those before him did wrong. But still, if it was really from the heart, what in the hell took him so long? Brand new start? Oh, I got it. You didn't make it as clear as could be. So I guess this brand new start means a new start to Washington, D.C. Your apology seemed so political and sincerity it really did lack because what I saw on the podium was a man trying to win votes from the blacks. And the way you delivered the apology, you know, it really had me numb. Contrary to you and your people's beliefs, we're not even close to being dumb. Yeah, but you think you got all the sense, which isn't that much surprising. If you ask me, you should still be on the podium. You should still be apologizing. Apologizing to the Haitian people for the way that they're being mistreated. You deport them right back to Haiti, but get your people anything that's needed. Apologizing to the McDuffie family for having to endure so much grief that even though those cops were murderers, they still walked away scot-free. Apologizing to the lady in Fort Lauderdale who in one night lost her two sons to a drunk FBI agent driving the wrong way that took it to court and won. Apologizing to my brothers and sisters that were turned away at the polls. They could have been a major factor in the election that you know was stolen. So many things that you let slide by without paying them any attention. And now all of a sudden you want to apologize when we host the NAACP convention. So what that tells me is you want to be slick and you have a trick up your sleeve. And you think that with your apology you could win our votes with ease. Well, I have news for you, Mr. Mayor. My people are not that easily convinced. After 400 years of dealing with sleeves, we've been recognizing it ever since. So it's back to the drawing board, this time get an atlas and plot a new route to D.C. Because I honestly believe that if it was up to you, Nelson Mandela still wouldn't be free. All right, all right. Um, I'm about to close out. And before I do, I want to uh, leave you guys with my quote of the night and also let you know what's going down on Friday on Porch After Dark, the original. We will have our Valentine's Day special. And any guys that's in the chat room that have tracks and want to step up with your love pieces, feel free to send them to poetryafterdark at gmail.com. I have already been receiving some tracks that they want played on Friday, so I'll definitely be looking for that. 
Also, I will be opening up the mic for those who want to step up to the mic on Friday as well. All right, and that's all going down at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 1 a.m. Now, opportunities are usually disguised by hard work, so most of you are going to miss it. And that's about it. I had a lovely night with all of you. I want to give shout-outs to everyone that came through. And we're going to start this off with House of Slam Poets, Be Encouraged Radio, Lori, DM2, Coy, St. Clinton, Sun Love, Lanisha, Miss Luna, Manny, Miss Mika, Crazy Self, Jada Ray, Slack, uh, Sir Cherry, Robin, DJ DZD, Sean Bay, and finally Love Expert. And also, shout out to the guests that stepped in. Um, always know that it's free to sign up with Blog Talk and you will be able to participate in chat. Also, shout out to Facebook. Thanks for all the love. Till the next time, guys, peace and blessings. I'm out. Second time around But before you go There's something I'd like to say Everything's not worth it seems There's a stronger force behind the scenes He's in our lives every day He's right there when we go
To be or not to be, that is the question.